Trading in futures products entails significant risk of loss, which must be understood prior to trading and may not be appropriate for all investors. Good morning, everybody. It's Monday, March 6th, 529 a.m. Central Time as I speak here. May corn futures down three and a quarter at 636 and a half. May soybeans down six and a half at 1512 and a quarter. May Chicago wheat down nine and a quarter at 699 and a half. May Kansas City wheat down 12 at 804 and a quarter. May spring wheat down nine and a half at 863 and a half. If you guys are listening on the podcast, appreciate it. If you're watching on YouTube, thank you guys. We hit 8,000 subscribers last week. We are headed toward 9,000. If you guys are not subscribed to the channel, make sure you subscribe, hit the like button, drop me a comment. Always appreciated, guys. If you'd like some additional information from me, visit my website, www.standardgrain.com. Check out my premium subscription service today, guys. I send my premium subscribers a ton of information direct from me every single business day. Morning email goes out about 5.30 a.m. Central. In that email, you'll see every overnight headline you need to be aware of. Charts, graphics, weather information, all of my grain marketing recommendations. The most popular part of this would be the subscriber-only or premium videos. I had three videos last week uh, that I think you may be interested in. Is the corn bull dead? Uh, Matt Bennett joined me. I think this was on Wednesday. We discussed the recent sell-off in the corn market, some of the uh, uh, potential implications, some of the things driving price action. On Thursday last week, I talked about uh, USDA's Ag Outlook Forum numbers as it relates to the new crop soybean balance sheet for the United States. I think personally, this situation could get awfully tight. I ran through some different scenarios uh, regarding yield, regarding demand, all of that stuff. Uh, On the flip side of that, I did a corn video on Friday doing the same thing. I think the corn situation in regard to new crop corn could get potentially uh, really kind of ugly, and I laid out some yield scenarios, a whole bunch of different stuff there. Guys, if you guys want to see these videos. I'll send them all to you this morning. Sign up on my website. It's 50 bucks a month. It'll take you like one minute to sign, to, to, uh, sign up. Um, it's super easy to do on your phone or computer. Let me know if you have any questions. Let's get into the news here. Uh, more Brazilian companies are set to export corn to China this year. Another 90 local firms have been cleared to export corn to China, bringing the total to 446. They've got a lot of uh, grain firms in, in uh, Brazil, apparently. Brazil is forecast to export a record amount of corn this year. Brazilian exports are probably going to be larger than U.S. exports this year for the first time since the 12-13 marketing year, which, of of course, was following the uh, U.S. drought in 2012. Up until last year, Brazil had not really exported any material amount of corn to China due to strict exports. Uh, export inspection requirements. This new China-Brazil relationship, it doesn't add or subtract uh, corn bushels from the global balance sheet. But I would venture to say that the U.S. is going to lose a lot of Chinese corn business to Brazil and that U.S. exporters will probably gain some other business as a result. So it's kind of a a reshuffling of the chairs here. Um, You're not going to see China in in for as much U.S. corn maybe as they have been the last two or three years. Turkey is attempting to renew or extend the Black Sea grain deal. So the deal, just to give you the history, the deal was originally signed in July of 2022. So you remember the invasion was uh, late February of 22. And then a few months later, they signed the grain deal in July. It allowed Ukrainian grain to be exported from three different ports, I believe. They extended the deal in November, but now the deal faces expiration on March 18th. Uh, Turkey's foreign minister said this yesterday. We are working hard for the smooth implementation and further extension of the Black Sea grain deal. Now, Russia, of course, has been been highly critical of the deal. They're asking for sanction relief. 
a spokesperson for the Russian foreign ministry, said this yesterday. If this agreement is equal, then we have always fulfilled our part and we are going to fulfill it in all the agreements. But Russia, you know, they continue to claim that the sanctions not on grain, but on banking, shipping, insurance related industries have hindered their own grain shipments and they want sanction relief is what they want. So there's not a t this is like more of the same. It's more back and forth chatter, but there's going to have to be some sort of resolution or, or some sort of news one way or the other prior to March 18th when this thing expires. Brazil caught some rain over the weekend, and Argentina was dry, um, so kind of more of the same. Now, looking at the forecast here this morning, there is some rain in the forecast for Argentina, but most of it, if, if it does hit, it's not going to be till after March 10th, so you're talking you know, four, five, six days out. So this may not be accurate, but it does look a little bit wetter this morning. Maybe that's part of the reason the board's down. Uh, more rain for Brazil, which again is a double-edged sword. I mean, the, the wet pattern in Brazil will ultimately be uh, responsible for a record soybean crop and probably a record corn crop. Um, they've had some delays when it comes to soybean harvest. They've had some corn planting delays. But all in all, you got to say that the rain, generally speaking, is probably a good thing. So maybe a little bit of relief for Argentina on the way. I don't know if it's too little, too late. It seems like it's a race to the bottom with crop estimates. They continue to fall. I continue to hear chatter about an Argentina soybean crop that may eventually fall below, uh, ultimately fall below 30 million metric tons, which would be a real disaster. You're talking like half of a normal crop at that point almost. We do have a crop report this week. This is the monthly crop production and WASD report. It will be out on Wednesday morning. Traders generally expect lower Argentina crop estimates versus last month, so there should not be anything surprising there. USDA will slow play this. They will not be as low as the private groups. That's the way that this works. The Brazilian crop estimates expected to be near unchanged uh, versus last month. We shouldn't see any major changes there. Maybe some demand reductions on the U.S. corn balance sheet. They may adjust exports lower. They may adjust ethanol lower. They don't need to do it this week. They've got a lot of time. There's still six months left in the marketing year. No major changes expected on the U.S. soybean or wheat balance sheets. CFTC released another backdated commitment of traders report on Friday. So this that's on my screen here. This is old data. This is accurate as of February 7th. So as of February 7th, you know, funds had some still some heavy length in the row crop markets, long 198,000 contracts of corn, long 166,000 contracts of soybeans, net short 72,000 contracts of SRW wheat. Private groups estimate that this uh, stuff has changed a little bit. At Friday's close, the private groups estimate that funds were net long just 160,000 contracts of corn. So this has come down uh, net long 160. 64,000 contracts of soybeans. That one hasn't changed much. Private groups estimate that funds are net short a whopping 116,000 contracts in the SRW wheat market. Some people think that that uh, opens the door to risk of a short covering event if you were to see some sort of issue with uh, the Black Sea as it relates to the wheat market. The United Arab Emirates may leave OPEC. The Wall Street Journal reported on this on Friday. Crude oil futures fell sharply initially and then rallied back. Crude's just been really choppy, kind of in the mid to upper 70s. It's had some trouble breaking out above 80. Long story short, uh, UAE wants to pump more oil and OPEC doesn't want them to. OPEC is currently uh, comprised of 13 countries after the recent exits of Qatar and Ecuador. Uh, UAE is the third largest oil producer within OPEC behind Saudi Arabia and Iraq. 
Uh, they are larger than Iran and Kuwait in regard to uh, OPEC members. The U.S. and Russia still the world's top oil producers. The cattle market was higher Friday. Some life of contract highs posted in uh, some of these contracts. Really one of the strongest commodity markets that I monitor uh, on the board. Cash trade was uh, 163, as good as 167, I believe, last week in some areas. Outside markets, the U.S. dollar's about flat. Uh, stock market's very quiet. Bonds are up. Gold and silver mixed. Crude oil down $1.20 in the April WTI at 78.46 last trade. Have a great week, guys. I'll talk to you Tuesday.